Hi everyone, Joy here. As you guys know, I have started this podcast to hopefully inspire entrepreneurs or people sitting on the fence to become an entrepreneur. And today I've got a wonderful lady here, her name is Susan McVeigh, and she is a business sales strategist. Are you thinking of becoming an entrepreneur, but you're not exactly sure if that is for you? Or you have tried a few times, but you have failed? Or maybe you are currently on your journey, but you're not exactly sure you're taking the right path and if you're doing the right things? Follow along on this podcast where I will be sharing my entrepreneurial journey with you all. I will be sharing my successes, my failures, and also my challenges. The best part is I will also be interviewing fellow entrepreneurs that will be sharing their stories and their successes. This is my podcast, Entrepreneurial Journey, and I am Joy Nicholson. I'm very excited to have you on the show today. How are you doing? I'm great. I'm super excited to be here as well, Joy. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for agreeing on this interview. Um, I've, I've kind of stalked you on Facebook, not crazy, just like seeing what you're doing. And it looks like you're doing some amazing things. So that's really, really cool. So I'm really excited for this interview. Uh, tell people a little bit about you. Where did you grow up? You know, where you're from? Just a little bit of a background. Sure. So I am born and raised here in Vancouver, Canada. Um, my parents are immigrants, though. So my background is Korean, Japanese, full-fledged Asian. And I'm a mom of two. I've been married to my husband. Gosh, 15, I think it's 15 years. <laughs> I should know this, but we've been together for over 20 years. And so for me, it's more that we've just been, we've been together more than we almost haven't at this point. So, which is amazing to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I come from a very lengthy corporate career and background in sales and sales leadership. But my parents, having immigrated to Canada, they, um, they had their own business. So I was exposed to business and entrepreneurialism from a very early age, but actually had no, no designs to be one. That's, oh. that's, yeah. So, I mean, that's part of what we're going to discuss today. So I'm really excited to share that part, but yeah, I, um, I love what I do. I love working. I am a classic type A overachiever, like, perfectionist. So I've been, I've been working on a lot of stuff around just letting some of that go. <laughs> that is so awesome. So, okay, let's, so let's start with those questions. So what was your, what was the thing that made you, um, you know, want to become like, obviously, so your parents are entrepreneurs and that's actually one of the questions that I ask, but I guess I can roll this into one. So obviously coming from a family of entrepreneurs, what was the thing that bit you? What was that bug that bit you considering you didn't really want it to be one? Yeah, you know, because I don't, I'm going to say that I did not get the bug. However, my first business um, was when I was seven and I was loaning my allowance money to my younger sister. So I have two uh, younger sisters and I would lend them my money and, and I had a little money book and everything like that. And so I think from an early age, for me, it was about independence, like having freedom, being in control, because even when I did get into corporate, I wanted to be the one in charge. (laughs) I knew that right away, right? So I think for me, that's the piece that I really enjoy about being an entrepreneur is that I get to decide. I have complete control and freedom about what it is that I, uh, that I do, like how I do it, when I do it, Um, being a busy mom of two. And I also have some health issues that actually birthed my business. Um, but I, I need a lot more freedom than that corporate environment now would accommodate for. But when I look back to what I saw with my parents, it was 
really just being able to call the shots and be able to make the rules and and decide like decide everything which I know being an entrepreneur sometimes I'm overwhelmed with all the decisions that we have to make but I at this point I wouldn't have it any other way that is so cool uh, if I might ask what type of business did your family have so they had a um, a grocery store. It was a brick and mortar retail store. We had uh, produce and groceries, so everything from you know Coca Cola to Campbell's soup, and then onions and bread. <laughs> <laughs> but that's such a hardworking thing to do. I mean, that's a lot of hours. It's a lot of hard work. Um, so obviously, I'm assuming you know you've you've learned to become you know like hard work is kind of in your genes. You know how to. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> It is that work ethic. I, I appreciate so much a lot of the lessons that I learned without even realizing, like just soaking it in by osmosis, that I didn't realize that when I did certain things as, um, you know, as I was growing as a teen and even afterwards, even now, that I don't even realize those were lessons that I learned alongside my mom and dad, you know, how to be um, just an honest, hardworking person. Yes, they had certain hours that they needed to to meet in order to because it was a brick and mortar store. Like, yeah, people were yeah. waiting, right? Yeah. Like when yeah. we opened the store, people would be waiting on their way into work, and then yeah. same thing on their way home when they would be grabbing stuff for the dinner hour, and we would still be there well after that. So it was, gosh, I think my my dad opened the store eight a.m. And then it would go until 10 p.m. most nights, except for Sunday. That's yeah, so, so Sunday, we got, you know, my mom would be home most of that day. It was a shorter day for my dad, 10 until 7. And we would go to church in the morning. My dad had to work. And then we would have family dinner together. So that was the one night of the week that we actually got to eat as a family. And uh, and that's kind of a tradition that I've, I've tried to carry forward now with my kids is, you know, eating dinner every night together has been really, really important just because we didn't have the ability to have that time because my parents were always working and they needed to work in order to meet the demands of the customer, but also in order to fulfill their obligations as the hours that they had decided to be open in order to make money. Yeah, that mm -hmm. is great. And working and like growing up in an environment like that, I can just imagine that, you know, the growth that you had as a kid growing up without, like you said, without really that is so so awesome what is the first business that you've tried my first so I would say that that um, money loaning business was the first kind of real business that I that I tried but I tried so many like I did the lemonade stands although I think ours was lemonade and then kool-aid as well <laughs> if anybody remembers kool-aid back in the day <laughs> um, I tried uh, lots Lots of different things. I've tried an MLM, I've which didn't work for me. I tried uh, having my own tutoring business, um, but I would say that that first one was probably you know looking at a need that my sisters had. I was a saver by nature, and my middle sister in particular was not, and so she ran out of her money very quickly because she would spend it on candy and want more candy. And so I thought, oh, I can just loan her my money and charge her interest <laughs> and make money with my own money. <laughs> <laughs> so that back was in your blood. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's funny because even my corporate career, I was in finance. I was in banking. So it kind of came full circle. 
<laughs> that is hilarious. I love it. Um, and so the concept for your business at the moment, what, where did you get your concept from? What exactly is it that you're doing at the moment? So I am a business sales strategist. I am a coach slash consultant slash strategist working with primarily small business owners who are one-stop shop in that you have a high level of expertise, you are providing services and have to do all of it. Selling, marketing, fulfillment, tech, graphic design, you name it, you do it all. <laughs> That's a lot, but it's good. It is. And so um, how it came to be, well, in this, this bleh, so I'll, I'll share with you the shorter version. Um, my business was birthed from a breakdown. I had a major health crisis uh, that was spurred from a car accident that had happened back in 2011. And I didn't really address it until I had a complete breakdown in 2015. So in 2015, I walked away from an almost, at that point, almost 20 year career in sales leadership and thought it was a temporary, I just need a break, I need a vacation. Like I'm not doing very well. Um, but in fact, it was a complete reset of my life. Wow. And yeah, and from that, I was trying to just figure out what do I do with the rest of my life? And that's how my business began. It was from me wanting to um, connect to humans again, um, because I'd been so isolated here at home and wanting to grow and be, you know, I, I love learning. I wanted to develop myself personally. And out of that, I realized, wow, I have some skills that could really help people that are passionate about what they do and have a high level of expertise in what they do, but they're missing some of the other parts, especially around sales um, and not feeling okay with how to sell and being taught ways that are very uncomfortable or incongruent to their value system, especially as women, because most of the folks that I do help are women. That's amazing. That is so, mm -hmm. and it's so true what you say about sales and being uncomfortable. I'm from a sales background, so I can completely relate to it. And sometimes you work with companies and people that teach you sales strategies that just does not work. Yeah. And it's, it's amazing that it's, it's really awesome what you do. That's, that's a really, really cool thing. Uh, so a bit of an interesting question for you. So apart from, from the money factor, what drives you in your business every day? So for me, it comes down to exactly what I teach my students and clients. It's service. So for me, you know, sales and, and service are the same thing. I always say selling is serving. And I, because my business wasn't originally developed as a business, it was an extension of my heart and being able to serve other people. And that's been my, my major focus is it allows me to be home. It allows me to feel fulfillment. It allows me to teach things that I'm learning and, and trying out in my business. Yes, I have a very experienced background in sales, but I'm constantly practicing like new ways that I want to do things, uh, adding in some, you know, digital marketing pieces and testing that and then telling my students what worked, what didn't work. And so for me, it's always about serving my community, creating connections that are meaningful um, for others as well as for me. It's, so it's it, a lot of it's actually quite selfish. I, I just want to help other people and hear from other people that I have helped and see how I can continue to add value in the world and contribute as I'm kind of here and not knowing 
how long I have um, and really wanting to make sure that the days that I do have here are going to be as impactful as I can. That's amazing. It sounds like you're actually creating a, a bit of a mass movement for yourself. Oh. That is so awesome. Thank you. Yes, I'm trying. You know, God has placed um, things upon my heart that I need to just keep being obedient and fulfill. And, and so it's not about me. It really is about the you know, hundreds or thousands or millions of other people that are maybe worried or hiding or missing the skills yes. that they need to be able to do the things that they need to do. And so if I can just play even one small, small little part in that, that's, that's just gives me so much joy to do that. That's amazing. I love that. <laughs> so what are you at the moment? Um, what is your, what is your mission? You know, like, except for, you know, do you have like this big end goal that you want to achieve in your business? I, I don't, which is, I know it's really funny because I used to be, so planned like my life would be planned out by the day by the year you know everything in five-year chunks and so many goals and while i still am a lot like that having had a health crisis so i have chronic illness and there are days where i just i don't know how i'm gonna feel i, I it's very well managed and i'm doing much better but there's still times where I just have to give myself a little bit of a break. Having yeah. said that yeah. though, I, um, there's, two, there's two things that I really am quite passionate about that are kind of moving me towards some kind of end goal. And so the first one is that I wanna see more um, female millionaires in the world, especially as powerful business owners. I know, guys, if you're here, I'm not excluding you. <laughs> But from my background and experience being in a heavily finance-based field, you know, most of the people who have lots of money, like the top 1% of the wealth, it's, it's held by men. And I, I know that when women have money, it creates so much more impact than when men do. It's, that's not to say you know, men are worse than women as it relates to money, but I think women we, well, we're, gosh, I think we control, I think it's close to about 84% of all the buying decisions in the world. Wow. That's a lot. It's a lot, right? And so I think that if we have more money, we have the ability to make more choices and we can buy more, but not just because we want to buy, but because we're trying to create impact through the choices that we are making. And so for me, it's a ripple effect. If I can help more women see more wealth and abundance for themselves and their families that our communities at large will benefit from that. And so that's like a really big part of my, my passion of why I'm trying to help other people make money in their business and be unapologetic about doing so. And then the other piece is for me, to and you know why I love doing um, interviews like this is because I'm on a mission to help at least a million business owners and entrepreneurs uh, with however I can. So whether it's you know some free advice here, providing some inspiration, giving you a takeaway, giving you something like a, a step that you can use to move forward, whatever that looks like. Because I know that not everybody can work with me or is ready to work with me and that's totally okay um, but those are kind of the the two big vision milestones that i i'm i continue to move myself towards 
That is amazing. And a million people, it sounds like a lot, but I'm, I cannot see why, any reason why you can't reach that because there's so many people out there that wants to be successful. They just need to yeah. speak to the right person like you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, thank so, you. That is so, so cool. So um, what is your, what are you currently working on? You know, where can people find your business as in, you know, we, how can you help them? You know, do you have links that you can share to people? Yeah, absolutely. So um, you can find out more information on my website if there is something that I can help you with. So that's uh, www.susannickvay.com. And my last name is spelt M-C-V-E-A. I'm across all social media, I believe, as Susan McVeigh. Um, so again, I'm trying to give valuable content, whether that's on my blog or my website or through social media. Um, I do have a free gift for anybody who's listening today. If you want like more information as to how I started my business, what are some of the steps that I took? Because I know sometimes when you're starting out or even after you've been established, and it just feels like you're being pulled into a million different directions at the same time. I, I always joke because um, I created a six-figure business in six months. However, wow. however, I say that with a bit of tongue-in-cheek okay. because I had a 20-year runway. <laughs> like I, I want people to recognize that the things that I did back in corporate, even from when I was a little girl um, beside my mom and dad, like all of those things have put me in a position where I could put together some of these things within you know, a relatively short period of time. Um, but if it's helpful at all, I wanted to be able to kind of put it together in one package in a mind map so you can kind of see the blueprint. And so you can grab that gift at susannickvay.com slash journey and, and, and grab my, uh, my my roadmap so that you can see exactly how I did it. That's awesome. And I'm sure the listeners would really appreciate that. Thank you for doing that. That is so kind of you. <laughs> yeah, I'm happy to. I'm happy to. That is so so awesome. Now before I get into I've got one last question to ask you and then I kind of want you to give some inspiration. But uh, what do you what is your biggest challenge? Because as entrepreneurs, as you know, there's a lot of challenges and sometimes people start a business and they don't realize that it's not as easy as you think it is because it's quite a, there's challenges that you didn't realize you will have. What was your biggest challenge that you've had on your journey so far? I would say my biggest challenge that I've had is figuring out what not to do. Ooh. And I know, I know that sounds weird. Yeah, because I think sometimes we focus so much on what to do. Mm -hmm. And to be honest, I mean, there's a lot of things that you can do. Yes. Right? There's so many different routes. And I think sometimes we are so... We, so I like to call them octopus arms. Like there's a million different directions. There's a million different options. And it's not a matter of figuring out which one to do. It's a matter of figuring out what you don't want to do. Because I think sometimes we, right, you, you, get, you get these pieces of advice or the, the gurus are saying this or that person's doing this. And it's really important, I think, because when I realized that I was trying to do somebody else's step 10, as my step one, and it was completely the wrong move. Yes. Right? And yes. when I stopped doing that and I said, 
what do I know to be true? What would feel like the right? So I always, I always think what would Oprah do? And I heard Oprah's voice saying, what's the next right step, right? Because again, as a, as a, a renegade planner, I wanted to plan out all of the pieces. And a lot of my students come to me uh, when we work together inside of my sales mastery society, they come and they say, I want to know the whole plan. Like give me all 10 steps. And the truth of the matter is that sometimes what step 10 might look like today mm -hmm. may not be step 10 when you get there because your path is not straight it's almost, you know, a zigzag. We go back and forth and back and forth as we try to figure out, mm -hmm. did that work? Does it feel okay? And I think it's really important to identify what you don't want to do. No, I don't like that, right? I had a, a client who had um, been told only do one-on-ones, like do one-on-ones until you figure out your roadmap and your curriculum that you want to walk people through before you start to scale into other programs. Now, they had ignored the fact that this woman actually had quite an extensive background doing very similar work inside of her corporate career, inside of the, the jobs that she had held. Yeah. But while she hadn't ever done it in her own business, she had a methodology that she'd already practiced. Mm -hmm. So for her to then focus on one-on-one, she didn't, actually didn't really like like it she was an extrovert so she loved being in front of groups of people yeah. and so when i said to her okay so i've given you skills you're facing resistance you keep self-sabotaging uh, while you're trying to um get these one-on-one -on -one clients what is it that you would actually really love to do like if i could just say you don't have to do this don't do it anymore what would be the plan b and she said Oh, well, that's a no brainer. I would do workshops. <laughs> so I said, well, why aren't we doing workshops then? Oh, because so-and-so had told me not to start there. I said, Let's not do that. <laughs> yeah. Right. And so I think that's the biggest challenge. That was the biggest challenge for me is realizing I don't have to do it the way that somebody else has told me to do it just because it's worked for them or somebody else in the past. Yeah. If I don't want to do it, I can let it go and figure out something else that's going to work for me and then find a mentor who can help support that and give me the tools that will make that path make the most sense. That is amazing advice. And it's so true. It is so incredibly true because as entrepreneurs, you just, you follow the first best person that you think is going to give you advice, but then, and I mean, I have been on that path. I can personally say that it, it's not always the right person for you, you know, to follow. And, um, yeah. Yes. And yeah, I've been there too. That right mentor, that is so important. It's so important to have that. Yeah, that is cool. I agree. So one last little statement or question. If Okay, so obviously, you know, my podcast is about inspiring people to become entrepreneurs. If you have any advice for somebody sitting on the fence, you know, they're thinking of becoming an entrepreneur, but they're not sure if they want to do that, what would be your advice to give to somebody? So my advice is to try it. So <laughs> we didn't go into a ton of detail and if I can share just a little bit more of the story here, because I, I think it might be helpful to somebody listening. Yes, I waited 10 years. I, so I, you know, Joy, I shared with you that my parents were entrepreneurs and that I really didn't envision myself as an entrepreneur when I had 
started my, my life, my adult life, right? Mm-hmm. I'd gone into corporate and I'd stayed there for about 20 years. But I would say that with the birth of my daughter, she's my second child, um, something shifted in me. And I felt unfulfilled, mm-hmm. but I didn't know it. I didn't know it. But there were signs when I go back and I look, there were signs that now that when I, when I actually look at it, I can see that all that unfulfillment started when I went back to work after my maternity leave with her. And I had done all of these things that I didn't even think about. It didn't make sense because I was in a job, right? The fact that you're here and you're listening to this podcast right now, I will say is probably a good sign that there's something missing for you, just like there was for me when I followed a business coach on Twitter, right? That that was when Twitter first started 10 years ago. And there's no reason for me to follow a business coach. I didn't have a business. I didn't have a business. (laughs) I had no idea of having a business. (laughs) But that little bit of something urged me to follow her. And when I started my business, she is one of the mentors that I went back to and I purchased a workshop from because I'd followed her for 10 years. Wow. Can you imagine? Yeah. And she said, wow, I think you're my earliest follower because that was when she had just started her business. Wow. And it's, it's crazy, right? And so for me, it's really about, you know, that if you feel something right now that is urging you to do more with your life than what you're currently doing in your job, right? Because I'm imagining if you're thinking about being an entrepreneur, you're thinking about taking the leap, you're currently in a very safe place. So for me, I had all the boxes ticked off in my life and in my career. And I had, there's logically no reason for me to jump. And I think truthfully, I was too scared to jump on my own. If So God pushed me and said, this is not the path. This is not the way. This is not who you need to be. And had none of that happen, yeah. I wouldn't be speaking with you today. Like I have, I just got goosebumps saying that out loud. Me too. Yeah. And I know that if you're listening, that you may have had something happen where you are feeling afraid. Mm -hmm. And what I would encourage you to do is while you have the safety net, while you have the resources, while you have time, Mm -hmm. try something, right? You don't have to go full fledged like I did. (laughs) That's crazy. (laughs) I I, I actually don't recommend that for my students who do come from a corporate background um, and, and start working with me. It's very much, let's do things slow and steady so that you have a really good path in front of you. Mm -hmm. And so you don't have to go all in. Like when you hear people say, oh, if you don't go all in, you don't want it bad enough. I don't agree. I think that you can do what you want, where you are with how much you want. And, and that can change as your journey changes. And so if that's kind of all I can inspire you to do today, is really to think about how could you make a bigger difference? Mm -hmm. How could you make a bigger impact? who out there is waiting for you to help them. Mm -hmm. And it's not about you. It's really about finding someone to serve and being able to connect with that person in a bigger, deeper capacity. I love it. I've got goosebumps. (laughs) 
That is so awesome. And I completely agree with you. I think our minds are in tune because how you feel about this exact thing is it, I completely agree with you. That is so fantastic. Thank you so awesome. much. Oh, you're I welcome. Enjoyed our interview. That was really cool. What we'll do is we'll pop the links in the bottom of the podcast and on the YouTube channel as well. So people can find you easily. Um, and I hope that people reach out to you. And I really, truly hope that you make that million number. You know, you reach that million people that you can help. Um, and yeah, because I cannot see, you know, them. I won't say not, but I can definitely see them finding a lot of success with you because I can just see that you're an amazing coach and mentor and you're very wow. inspirational. So thank you so much for inspiring people. It's absolutely awesome. Thank you, Joy, for having me. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much and have a great day. Okay. Thank you. Bye.